What's going on, everybody? Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for anything and everything rock and roll. Of course, with a little bit of ADD. I'm Zach. I'm TJ. And I'm Robin. And you're listening to Rock Detention. I don't feel tardy. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Always good, man. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> that, that was a that was a nice. What are you drinking tonight? Is that is that a still not yep. sponsored? But we're working on it. Celsius. <laughs> Celsius. Why why at eight thirty? I don't know because I want a sponsorship. <laughs> because why not? Is that an energy drink? No, it's a sparkling yeah. seltzer. No, it's a it's an energy drink. It's an energy drink. I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like the same. But it helps you lose weight, so apparently. I so, thought it was like oh, the same thing as like a white claw or something. No, if Celsius Celsius made like a sparkling, like boozy drink, I'd be like drinking white claws uh, or like Celsius. It's like okay. they were. Oof. This whole this whole time I was thinking that that was like a like a sparkling booze drink. Oh and no, it's an energy drink. Oh, learn something new every day. Only ten calories. Oh, that's great. It's like the Michelob Ultra of sparkling water. Sure. Dude, we'll this is it. like an ultimate plug right now. We're, let's just what other brands can we throw in there? Uh let's see. I got I got all the stuff for tonight. Uh Door County kombucha. Okay. Right on. Uh polar seltzer water. Okay. And just hey, now in that case does... I get really thirsty, a Bud Light line. Hey, speaking of um <laughs> Thank you, Robin, for the Whataburger cup. That <laughs> solar polar seltzer, um, that's up. That's only a north thing, correct? I have no idea, actually, but they've been around since 1882, family made. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think it's a northern thing, because we sure as heck don't have them uh, in the good. Midwest. Because you know you're getting at least a water, or like a liter of water in when you drink one of those. What are the ingredients? Does it have sodium in it, or is it just natural flavors and carbonated water? We've got ourselves contains carbonated water and natural flavors. <laughs> I drink a lot of sparkling water, man. It's so good. I've got bubbly in the fridge. Buble? Yep, and they've got uh, a caffeine one now, too. Ooh. Oh, no, thanks. I don't need the caffeine. I don't I'm already it. crazy. But the flavor looked good, so I was like, well. What's the flavor? Uh, like blood orange grapefruit. Ooh. See? See? Dude, I'll tell you what, it's got a lot of sugar in it, but uh, I think the brand's called like San Pellegrino or something. Oh, Pellegrino's good. That's, or, a, that's It's an Italian one, but it's it's they've got a blood orange. Orange. And it's it's legit, but I think it has sugar in it. It's like an Italian soda or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Chipotle's got the Pellegrino, but not flavored. Right. And it has like a, a tin foil on top you have to take off before yeah. you crack it. That's San Pellegrino, right? Yeah, San Pellegrino. How many more things do we want to plug here? Uh, well, we, well, we, do have, we do have a comment for TJ. Uh, okay. It says, TJ, I can't hear you. Take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who posted that one? Jeff. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Jeff, for that. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, yeah, you know what? While we're shouting things out, I want to give a, a shout out to Schechter Guitars for always taking care of us. And uh, they sound and play awesome. So thank you. Thank you. That's what I started the show with. I don't know. Any anything else you want to plug, Robin? Uh, Nerf. Yeah, yeah. If you want to sponsor us, Nerf? I'd love that. So I, I'll I'll pull out all the other ones. I'll make like a whole wall behind me. Please don't. 
Please don't. No one asked. All right, TJ, what what do we got going on this week, man? Who we got? Talk talk to us. All right, boys. Well, uh, some good uh, new friends actually were. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was looking for like a really fancy thesaurus word, but I don't get one. They were just um, nice enough to join us. Amigos. Um, I don't know any other anyways, words for friend. Bros. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll bring them on here. Um, so out of Moonlight Bloom, the psychedelic superstars out of Denver, Colorado, Mr. Charlie Harmon and Dan Timmers. A.K.A. Let's Tim Danners. A.K.A. That's my weatherman name. You take it easy with that, all right? What's up, guys? Thanks for having us on. Thanks for joining, boys. Yeah. I mean, it's good to be in detention. It's been a while. Yeah. Good, yeah. good throwback change of pace, you know. Were y'all detention goers when uh, when you were in high school? I was pretty slippery at getting out of trouble. Um, so, no. Okay. But I was still a bad boy, maybe. I was in marching band. Does that count? No, no, it doesn't. Robin was in marching band. Oh, yeah, that was, that was drumline. Oh, me too, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What did you play on drumline? I had a uh, band camp back in the days. Yeah, yeah we, we can really drums. say one time at band camp. And orifices. Yeah, you don't even know anything about how horny band girls are. Let me tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> there was, that was the one thing. Like, I remember... Uh, when I was in high school and, and Mean Girls had come out, the girl that I was seeing at the time drugged me to the theater to see this. And that one part where, like, they're explaining all the groups of people and they go, like, those are the band nerds, those are the sexually active band nerds. I just started cackling in the theater because of how mm-hmm. accurate that is. Cackling. Good work, bro. Uh, it, it, and just to verify, your girlfriend didn't drag you there. You probably wanted to go see it. I didn't even <laughs> know what it was. And she was like, I want to go see the new Lindsay Lohan movie. And I'm like... The last time I heard she was in anything was like The Parent Trap. And I was like, I'm good. I don't want to hey, go. That's, that's a good movie right there, man. Or Rehab. That's, that's the last I heard she was in Rehab. Dude, no, she has like a show now or something. <laughs> yeah, like I a, a TV show. Anything. She owns an island or something like that. Don't fact check me, fact checkers. But I know she, she has. Island. <laughs> <laughs> or she runs like a hotel on an island or something. I don't know. It's it's probably, I don't know anything years about her. Ago. But I thought the same thing about Mean Girls, to your defense. You know, I thought it was going to be a stupid, you know, girl movie, but it's it's, it's pretty hilarious. Oh, it's got moments. It's a, it's a defining, you know, our generation movie, so. I, I can't dog it. It's but, it's yeah. still, I still hear people. So, so everyone agrees that Mean Girls is a good movie, right? I've actually technically never seen it, so. Technically, technically hey, never seen it. How many movies do we need to culture you with? Jeez, Zach. You haven't seen Star Wars. You haven't seen Harry Potter. You haven't seen Mean Girls. Like, what the heck, man? Oh, I've, lost, I've lost track I was at this point. playing guitar, oh, brother. You've at least seen Lord of the Rings, yeah? No. <sighs> I mean, it's the most metal thing ever, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's fine. It, that's a metal movie? <laughs> oh, dude. Of course. Like, Led Zeppelin has founded their entire, you know... You know, the cult around it. Yeah, it's like, well, we majority of their lyrics are about <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Ramble On is, yeah. Wait, yeah. hold up, please. When, uh, um, when were the books written? The books were written long before long before Led Zeppelin. Wow. Wait, when the book came out, Robin? I mean, it's old. Tolkien? It's after World War One, probably. Around the time of World War II. I thought it was like late 19th century for sure. Uh, no. 1937 was when The Hobbit came out, and then 
between 37 and 49 was when the Lord of the Rings were written. So it came out probably in the in the early 50s. So, yeah. I I had no idea. Yeah. Learn something new that every day. Led bro. Zeppelin was involved with like they had a yeah yeah they were in cahoots. It was all about that weird fantasy yeah stuff yeah. Boys is like the ring rays dressed in black. That's that's <clears> I guess <throat> another direct reference. Yeah. The huh. Ring rays, man. Yeah. It's 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 the most metal shit ever. Like all this like epic fucking power metal like dragons and shit. Like it owes everything. You ever seen an orc dude like? Mind <laughs> 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 blown. Zach's gonna just go watch all three tonight. It'll be up all I, morning. Be like, boys, I just watched all three. Holy I, I shit! Metal. <laughs> it was. Uh, um, here, here, here's one for you, Zach. Uh, it was Orlando Bloom's very first acting role, and he. It, it was like he was this, one of the stars of it. What year was the? Did the movie come out? It was like uh, 2001, Yeah. 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 I was in yeah. third grade or fourth grade, I think, around there. Yeah. I remember okay. all the girls, like, I can't remember what grade I was in. Well, yeah, fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever. Yeah, it was it's like, oh my God. We would have been 11, the three of us. Well, whatever. I just remember girls like, Orlando Bloom's so hot. And I'm like, oh God, I remember he's an elf. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck, is this what I got to do now? It's going to clip my ears. I'm going to crop my ears. Like a Hold on, let me dye my hair blonde and grow it out real long and straighten it. Yeah. Okay, uh, fine. By the time I put on the elf okay. ears, it was like, oh, now Ryan Gosling's a thing. Well, I'm screwed. Uh... Do I look like Orlando Bloom? No. I have long blonde hair. No, but you could be an extra in the movie if you yeah. tried hard enough. His yeah. hair was way, way more blonde. Yeah, it was like okay. platinum blonde. White blonde, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right on. I used to have blonder hair, but uh, I I rarely go in the sun, and as I'm getting older, it's definitely getting darker. I used to be like bleach blonde when I was younger, too. It's my, my Dutch blood, I guess. There you go. Well, I mean, if, if we're getting into your history, I, I would like to start with my first question. Uh, so how long have the two of y'all been twins? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're born a few years apart, so, you know, it was, it was a really difficult thing involving time travel, but I don't know if you want to get into that. Well, uh, Robin yeah. and I can c- keep up with the space yeah. time continuum and the <laughs> paradox. And... Yeah. Like, no joke, y'all definitely could say <laughs> you're brothers, and I would absolutely no, you. We have people ask us that, like, all the time like we'll be on the road playing and stuff and talking to some random people we don't know and they're like wait so you guys are brothers right <laughs> no brothers maybe that should be all yeah. shtick maybe y'all should be like yeah we're brothers we're twins yeah <laughs> we could we could do that yeah yeah like literally all it the time play. even like people i've known are like oh is this your brother i'm like i no. <laughs> no i don't have a brother with me but yeah it's pretty solid. Okay, right on, right on. And well, okay, that that was obviously a joke question because you know, good. I'm a good I'm an one. amateur really, stand-up yeah. comedian. Um, in there. Right now, you look like, they look like a sit-down comedian currently. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shout out to Stephanie. Uh, that is definitely her line. Uh, Actually, Howie Mandel had like the funniest. He dropped the microphone and goes, "Unlike other comedians tonight, I'm not a stand-up." And he sat down. No, he was laying down in front of the microphone. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, how did y'all meet each other? Go. Yeah, so um, it's kind of a funny story. So I moved to Denver back in, like, fall of 2015. My, the first things I planned to do was to start a band as soon as I got there. So got got settled into town and, like, put a fucking Craigslist ad up and just looking for a bass player to start 
writing with and first person to hit, hit me up was Dan and uh he just came over to my house one day we like sat on my fucking bed together and just jammed on two acoustic guitars and yeah it just it worked and uh that was it the crazy thing though was that I had just moved there from Cincinnati Ohio and it turned out that he had just moved there like a month after I did from Cleveland Ohio so we're both Ohio but we didn't meet till Larry moved out at the same time and just happened to connect and start making music. So, yeah, repping that OHIO, you know. <laughs> what uh, what part of Cleveland? Uh, like North Royalton, Parma area. Okay. Nothing I've fancy. spent I've spent ample amount of time in Cleveland. Oh, nice. Cleveland's a pretty dope spot. It, if we're gonna know, plug something else, if we're gonna plug another brand, I think uh, Cleveland is a good brand. <laughs> you, you know, though, like. Hold on, you'll you'll be the only one who'll understand this then. Well, okay. both of y'all. Um, oh, so I bought this. I bought this shirt for a friend of mine because he showed me this. <laughs> like that. At least we're not Detroit. Like that. Like advertisement. We're not Detroit. <laughs> yeah. There was and some... Robin, maybe you don't know this, but uh, that's like the Cleveland Indians uh, logo, kind of, and Detroit's Tigers logo, kind of. The right, but the Sorry. the reference is to a uh, uh, this guy was hired basically by the Cleveland Tourism Department to make a tourism video for Cleveland, and he like forgot about it. So within he had to like turn it in, and he made this really terrible video and turned it in uh, in like two days. And so like the end of the video ends with uh, you know, welcome to Cleveland. At least we're not Detroit. We're not Detroit. <laughs> So that's like, you can buy that from the Cleveland Tourism Department, which is where I got that shirt. I mean, it's kind of low-key genius. Yeah, it's hilarious. Accidentally, but... Well, and and Drew Carey, Cleveland rocks, we know that. It's got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, too. And for talking rocks detention, I had detention in the Hall of Fame one time, you know. (laughs) Totally. Uh, That was was why I had my hand raised. I was like, isn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, I went there uh, when I was on tour with Conflict of Interest. And uh, and what I love about it is they let you in if you have a tour laminate. If you're on tour, they let you in, and all you have to do is give them uh, one of your CDs, and they put it in their archives, <laughs> and then you get free entry. I thought that was pretty cool. That's, That's pretty dope. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My only it's Ohio experience like, uh... is uh, Cedar Point. My bad, boys. I cut you off. Oh, God. Cedar Point yet. is so much fun. Oh my awesome. God, Cedar Point! Ah, oh, nobody, nobody even knows about place. Cedar Point. Dude, it's got Denver. Wait, the uh, the dragster is, I think, one of is it, it's both the fastest and tallest roller coaster in America. It was, but then somebody else is like, "Hey, we're gonna build it like ten feet higher and okay. like two miles an hour faster," which <laughs> they did. It's but it's like four hundred twenty feet high, one hundred twenty miles an hour. Like they use like jet launch propulsion yeah. system, yeah, so, like, like just like magrail type stuff. So just like it's silent, it just. Yeah. yeah, like that's one you actually do want to keep your head back. You could get away with it on oh, other yeah. rides, but if your head's yeah. not back, yeah, Snap. you're you're, you're sure. done. But you have to have your hands on the like on the bar. You can't have them up as you go because it's like, eh, break your wrists. Yeah, break yep. your arms. like it's brutal. That, that 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 feeling you get in your stomach when you know when you go over the the edge, you get that before you even go up. You're just like, yep. like I don't. I'm. There was like you know when I was like ten, I was scared of some roller coasters. But once I like, I think I was twenty four or something when I rode that. That was the only one where I was like, whew, all right, okay. Between yeah, that and the Millennium it, well, Force. Uh, Millennium Force is forever. Forever. That's it's like the like best book <laughs> ever. I rode that guys... one, and it was, like, lightly <laughs> raining. 
when we wrote it, and it just like felt like someone was like stabbing me with little needles. <laughs> they had uh, um, and the Mayflies are coming. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Maverick opened up. I think it was like 2014. Did you guys yeah. ever write that one? That one's fun. That's one that goes like beyond 90 yep. degrees. Yeah. Yep. And then there's that the was... Val Raven as well. That was another fun I'm one. Not... I haven't been on that one. That's that's I a more recent one, I think. Yeah, I haven't been there since they've opened a few more. Like they, I they to, just yeah, change. She's off the max there. That was kind of inappropriate, but you know, pretty rock and roll, I guess. It's like that big swinging pendulum one that rotates as well. And like once you're on like the the tangent of the circle on the outside, you're launching loogie and it just fucking goes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hope to God it's flat somebody. <laughs> so so you guys came from Ohio to Denver. What brought like why Denver of all places? Did you just did you just kind of like pick that spot and be like, eh, you know what, let's do it. Let's go here. <laughs> I was like dating a girl at the time from yeah. college and uh, she'd always been into Denver, grew up by like, coming here to ski and stuff, you know. Um, so we went, we came out for like two weeks and just kind of popped around. Seemed like a really, really solid town, great music scene. And I was kind of, you know, you get towards the end of college and it's like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I need to reinvent, re rehash. So moving out of the, the home state and getting into a totally new life just seemed like a, a good thing. And Denver seemed like the spot. Really great music scene here. So it's kind of a huge part of it as well. But started with the girl. You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. I, I had no girl. <laughs> All I had was my car full of stuff. Um, and uh, my dad had like just visited here, visited a friend. He was like, why don't you check out Denver? Like, it's super popping. I was thinking about going like right to the West Coast, probably like Seattle or uh, – you know, Portland, something like that. I wasn't sure. Um, so I just drove out here. I was like, well, if I don't like it, you know, then I'll pack up and move on. But, uh, you know, I found Charlie within like, you know, after a week, after like a week of being here, I started hunting on Craigslist and, uh, you know, found enough prospects. And that was it. There you go. It's kind of romantic, you know, but <laughs> we're brothers. So it's weird. <laughs> romantic. It's yeah. romantic. I mean, yeah. brothers were just twins. Oh, God, even... I mean, that could be fantasy, but I'm not going to judge, you know? Uh, which one of you slap at a base? All right, that's what I thought. I just wanted to ask it because I had it written down. Thank you. Right. All right. For those of you who don't know, I love you, man. Slap at a base, man. Um, so I didn't know until like a year and a half ago what that was from. So every every time I'm like, oh yeah, like, oh you slapping the bass, you slapping the bass. I'm like, yeah, like oh my god, like what, like everybody's on. It. <laughs> I had no idea what it was from. But I saw that movie, I was like, I felt, you know, liberated, liberated, and also like a lot of like you know, stupid yeah, dude. moment. You know, just all, of all the time I just stood there like, yeah, it's like I don't get it. Dude, but. one of my favorite instruments to mimic when I'm air anythinging. It is always slap at a bass man. Because, I mean, bass player, they make those faces and, you know. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. here, man. A I mean, guitar face is a little bit, like, you know, less cool because, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like John Mayer's I'm, face. Yeah, I was like, say, I'm just thinking John Mayer. <laughs> I'm, very, um, I'm very guilty of. You like uh, this one right here. Yeah, I do the yeah a lot. In fact, 
<laughs> I noticed that uh, I, I noticed in, in the last tour that I was on uh, uh, I, I like I, you're not there's this thing called the fourth wall y'all know what the fourth wall is like in, in theater which is if you break the fourth wall it means that you're you talking break directly character. to the audience yeah cool well dude not everyone yeah, knows no, that and so my character is not technically supposed to break the fourth wall and and so at the beginning of the the show, you know, I come out of a flaming box, uh, sorry, smoking box, and uh, and I would always just mime instead of going yeah, I just go yeah, I, I'd whisper <laughs> it, I'd mime it. Uh, so I am very guilty of the yeah face, and most of my pictures on Instagram are doing the yeah face. Nice. Um, I've been pointed out that many times. Zach, you always make the same face. I'm just so happy, you know. I'm a it's yeah a, man. It's a, it's a great we, we all we all naturally lean to something, right? I mean, sure. Yeah. What what, what yeah, is your face? Off. What was that? What is your yeah face? Uh, I literally just like stare <laughs> up and get get lost in the flow and kind of just like I don't know. It's kind of just uh, I I go I go into heaven space, you know. Right on, dude. Yeah. Very much play? like it's O face. Okay. Some Probably. people get O face. Would, some people no, get yeah but, face. <laughs> I do well, like, a, like a like a Muppet's frown. I kind of look like Beaker. It's like <laughs> that's serious, like upside down. You know, like yeah. Now, you are you on Instagram? You can you can find some you can find some moments from both of us. Sure. I'll uh, I'll go make a greatest hits video of all of y'all's faces. Uh, now, Perfect. when you slap at a basement, we'll post it. Are you up here? Are you mid? Or are you at the knees? I'm pretty mid. I'm not like, uh, you know, not super punk. Cause I don't play with a pick. So like playing with your fingers down like hard like that, it's, it's pretty difficult unless you're flea and just whatever. But um, definitely don't play up here because, you know, style. You what you say. The, you got to play in the middle. It's, it's most comfortable that way, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely not the, uh, the low slinging. I don't know how bass players do that. Like Duff McKagan. What? Duff That's McKagan that. plays or that well. Nick, Nicky Six is kind of lightweight, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah Dude, Robert like, I Trujillo? I don't know oh, how the heck they play like, that well. By their, sh- their shin. shins. I'm like, it can't be comfy, but hey, it looks good, I guess. And then you got a flamethrower at the end of your base, so well, you're doing something yeah. right. Yeah, right? If it draws forth the demons, you just got to go for it. That's there just you what <laughs> You know, I, speaking of, of low, like, dude, Zach Wilde, like, plays it as his ankles and shreds his ass off you know it's crazy yeah. I, jimmy page, I, I play it low i was but... gonna say jimmy page was way down there yeah 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 slash goes pretty low too I absolutely mean. well yeah. okay so so then that gets me to one of my other questions um let's see here i want to so i this is a two-part question and and, and first i want to i want to start with uh you know who who are y'all's influences as a band first as a band, and then off my list now. And then the part B is I want to know individually who are y'all's influences. But first, I want to go with the band. Cool. Go nice. ahead. Bud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, very first would be Jimi Hendrix for sure. Um, we're like you know we always play in the trio format, and um, I like to smoke weed and do psychedelic drugs. And Jimi Hendrix, I think, is like right in that spot there. Um, American Icon as well. 
Um, but we, like, when we first started off, we were playing at this, you know, local spot. We were still, you know, maybe 20 people knew who we were, and it's only because we told them about it a bunch of times. But, like, um, we had this residency kind of, like, you know, twice a month, sometimes more. But we, um, like, remember we started off, so we, we did a couple of uh, cover sets. You know, so we did a, a Hendrix cover set. Um, we did a Zeppelin cover set as well. Um, so I think as far as, like, our collective influences and kind of like how we really came together to be kind of who who we are and how we sound. It, was, it would start with those for sure. I mean, a bunch of other groups and stuff, but um, I think the biggest one, like the big, at least for me, like the most formative moments of us becoming a band was doing those sets and learning those like learning those songs and kind of unlocking those areas that we had inside of us. Yeah. You know, it helped really bring out the blues aspect of like our sound. I think. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, like, this has been Can. It's, it's a kraut rock band, like a German psychedelic rock band from seventies. Seventies. Like, they're not super well known, but people know them, and uh, they became a big influence. I would say, like, more like a little later on in the band, and because uh, that kraut rock sound just kind of just driving, driving drum beats and it's it's less bluesy and stuff but it's just kind of that ongoing kind of trippy trancey groove but the live version of that um and ultimately i think that you know early on we were like pretty bluesy in the way we were pushing and then that helped us kind of push more into like this psychedelic uh i don't know like exploratory state yeah <laughs> more just vibes and sounds and stuff like that than just like ripping bluesy rock shit you know uh and then radiohead for sure as well how can we even fucking forget that one um so far as like um more the emotive side of things you know it's like come from like a blues bass and like kind of like that rock trio thing but like um especially when we play live like we get to some really kind of you know emotive areas and like you know, spots where it's melancholy or, you know, you know, like a slow, like very kind of like powerful moving thing, you know, not soundscapey like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like Aphex Twin even like kind of became an influence at a certain point. We covered an Aphex Twin song, Flim, like pretty early on. And I feel like that kind of helped us solidify that little side of us. What are we calling early? Like, how, how long have you all been doing this? Oh, so since 2016 is officially, like, when we started the band. When we, had a, when we got a drummer and really started the first real, yeah. We, so. we met at the end of 2015, but, yeah, after, like, a few months of, we went through, like, our, our very first one, very first drummer that we had on Craigslist, and then um, we met uh, Andre, uh, Andre DuBose, who was our drummer for, like, three years after that, um, and, like, really started moving things along, had a name in June of 2016, I think, right? Yeah. From our first t-shirts we had as staff. So about five years. Yeah. yeah. Did you say our first t-shirts? Yeah. yeah we, we, it was like, a, we took a moon pie, like the moon pie logo, kind of, and made it like Moonlight Bloom, established 2016. Yeah. Our roommate at the time, our, we were living together with this other guy, Anthony, um, who was a graphic designer, and we kind of talked to him. How we wanted to like make something that, to be kind of like a logo that we could slap on shirts 
Sure. And uh, we were like, just rip off the moon, the moon pie logo. Because I fucking love moon pies. I'm not sure about you guys, but damn. <laughs> Put those in the microwave for like 10 seconds. Whew. I'll take your word for it, brother, man. Um, <laughs> I'm a different uh, Oh, man, I... I don't even know what a moon pie is. Is is that, is that like a hostess? What? Damn, you must say little you must Debbie say a or something. Like, like, isn't that little Debbie? <laughs> little, I, little Debbie? I can't remember if it's hostess or little Debbie, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's like chocolate yeah. with like a little cream inside. Like, it, yeah, like a little marshmallow pie thing, like covered in chocolate. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like a s'more, except it doesn't have chocolate in the middle. It's covered in chocolate. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's like really it sounds wonderful. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> but mix that in with your yogurt, bro. It'd be delicious. You know, I'm just gonna stick with my bananas and yogurt, man. Um, okay. And did we? I, I, I take it the the individual influences are probably pretty similar to the band influences, or is there anyone else y'all wanted to mention separately? Well, that's actually that's, really that's where actually, it gets different. Yeah. Um, I'll start this time. Um, but I was in like middle school and high school. I was like super into punk. Um, Go on. So I like a lot of punk music. You know, the early stuff, not the pop punk stuff that was coming out around that time. But, yeah, I was in the 80s hardcore, you know, all the, um, the New, New York City and, uh, you know, England stuff from like the mid to late 70s. Um, so that was kind of where I was coming from. And then, you know, I started smoking weed in high school and doing, you know, drugs and stuff. I uh, got more into like Pink Floyd and stuff. And, you know, that's where I found, um, you know, that's where I found Ken back then and, and Frank Zappa and stuff, but we, we kind of share that, but uh, mainly it's kind of like that, that punk stuff is what I like to bring to the table, yeah. that ferocity. It's like, but the simplicity and, you know, the true energy. I think that's sure. my favorite part about yeah. it. It's not like a bunch of, you know, gaudy stuff. It's like, here's what it is. I don't know. What do you want? There you go. <laughs> here's right the chord progression. Stick with it. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting because like I that's one of the few genres that I never got like really into myself personally. Um, just like kind of grew up on classic rock. You know, my dad was like his favorite band was The Who, so listened to a lot of The Who and then like Jimi Hendrix and Pink Floyd and all that kind of stuff growing up. And I actually went through like a pretty serious metal phase for a little while. Uh, you know, all right, you're speaking my language. Lamb of God, Cannibal Corpse, like ooh, fucking Slayer. You know. All Dude, kind of stuff. And then, laid to rest is one of my favorite breakdowns of all time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That was a dope yeah. breakdown. And but then I took a total left turn again. So much story. Started smoking weed and getting into that kind of stuff, and then uh, started stealing a bunch of CDs from my older brother, which was like <laughs> Grateful Dead, Fish, this kind of stuff. And I got really into the jam band scene. I've seen Fish like 40 times. You know, like that became a big part of my life all through college. And still, how really, long are those concerts? Oh, I mean, they're fantastic, man. One of the coolest. No, how long are they? There's a, there's a reason they can sell out Madison Square Garden three nights in a row every year in a row. So they like two, three sets, like an hour and a half each or so, like that. Yeah, right? they don't have an opener. They just they play two like hour and a half sets and just tear it up. Their their lighting artist is like world round. He's like in textbooks now. Just absolutely insane shows. You know, like. Twenty to thirty thousand people every time you see him, just ridiculous. Yeah. What? So the, the the lighting designer on the Rock of Ages tour that I just did, um, I not just did, it was last year. Um, 
he he was on as soon as he left us i said well what's your next gig and he was going to do the fish thing he's like i got three nights at madison square garden so i wonder is it chris carota no okay he wasn't the head honcho he was just one of the light guys chris carota is their main guy i was gonna say it'd be wild if you met him right on dude everybody calls him the fifth member of fish because he's like such a huge part of the overall experience sure i dude i think production is is just as important as the band you know especially these days i feel like people have such a a bad um they want uh, attention on their phone (laughs) which is crazy you think back to live music back in 60s 70s it was just kind of just like a well-lit stage and they just stood up there and sure rocked it that was kind of it you know um like i remember like big fan of eric clapton and looking at like some of the concerts he did in the 70s it's just just a band on a stage (laughs) it was was those bands you know uh clapton and and led zeppelin and the who and rolling stones it was those guys that like they started selling out arenas and they, they didn't have sound systems big enough to actually do it like Right. So there's like these right. like recordings of Led Zeppelin that sound amazing, but if you talk to people who were actually there at the show, they were like, "Yeah, we were way in the back. We could kind of barely hear them." Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's you know sure. it's interesting to go back and watch those um, watch those old videos and and kind of think about that. You know that was like new. That was like a new area of live music. Yeah. So, true. 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 Um, Things. I have changed. a question. Yes. Last comment. Okay. Uh, I, Robin, you'll probably know the answer to this. Uh, isn't years. that why? Isn't that why like four twelve cabinets were real big back then because they didn't have sound systems that could handle it, so they had walls of four twelves, mm-hmm. and yeah. they were turning up super loud. Yeah. Right on. And the sound system was essentially just for the vocals. The vocals and and uh, and ki- kind of the drums because I mean when you had those massive walls. <laughs> of bass and guitar um you could hear the cymbals but you know those yeah, lower those drums the lower frequencies yeah you, you kind of had to mic those <laughs> up a little bit um, right on but that's also why you had drummers like keith moon and john bonham who were such hard hitters yeah. um, rest in peace to both of you yes uh but yeah i mean it's like you go back and you watch bonzo play and it's just like he's beating the ever-living crap out of those drums <laughs> yeah, and he had a gong too. Like, if you got a gong, you know you made it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love it when drummers have like symbols behind. <laughs> Excuse me. Huh. No, something just went down the wrong pipe. That burned. Ugh. Uh, I love it when they have symbols behind them and a gong. That's just yeah. Yeah, there's this dude, Jonathan Moffat. He played drums for uh, Michael Jackson for a while. Yes! Uh, He's like, that's like his specialty is the the back hits. The back hits. Yeah, dude. And he even like stopped them. Blackwell, I think think his last name is Blackwell. Uh, He played for Prince. He had the one symbol like right here, but it was like way up high. And so he'd be playing and he'd be like, and he'd do the, he had the stick tricks. And so Prince would always give him like this little drum solo at the beginning of like one of the songs. And so he'd start playing and he'd do this like f- this spin and just smack the cymbal and just go back to the groove. And then he'd do this spin again and just like smack. It's really fun to watch. I was like, I wish I could do that, but I throw the stick yeah. every time I try. Dude, 
Uh, that this guy's at the wrong gig. That drummer on YouTube. I I'm love about that. To bring that up. <laughs> Playing ZZ it's, Top. Like, yes, dude. <laughs> it's so hysterical. I love. I love flare drummers. Yeah. I because I'm really into the '80s and and like. I don't know, because uh, uh, there's not too much a drummer can do because they're sitting down. So, like, I love the flare crap, but I don't know. I would love to know the backstory. Tommy Lee in the, in the rotating, like, giant gyroscope thing. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Wait, drummers ever. Did you guys yeah. all watch The Dirt? No, yeah, I haven't watched solid. it yet. Dude. You haven't seen The Dirt? No, I, I want to so read, read the book I can rub something in your first. face now? Yeah. <laughs> I want to read the, the book first. Uh, of course you do. Bro, the movie is phenomenal, bro. There's like oh, there's like raunchy crap happening in the first ten seconds. Yeah, it's I want to awesome. read. I want to read the. I want to read the book first because apparently there's certain book? things that have been left out of the movie. So I want to know. That's why those. If, if you do the movie first, then you can read what was left out. It's like extended content. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. We'll the yeah, they made a. We'll they made first. a book out of the movie. Who would have known? Science, bruh. <laughs> I love that movie except for the last scene. It just like killed me. I was like, oh god, that was the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like, yeah, you know, we used to do drugs and throw TVs at hotel windows, but we're mighty fucking cool, and just like, okay. <laughs> you know, it's it been really two just... years since I've seen it, but I, I'll have to, I'll have to give it a whack again. Maybe it was just MGK, and you know, that's, uh, I know that wasn't MGK at the end who said that, but you know, Machine Gun Kelly played Tommy, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I thought he did really well, actually. Yeah, he did a good yeah, job. Machine Gun Kelly was actually. For his Nikki Six at the end who said that, but. I didn't know that. I was going to go try out for that movie for yeah. years. I was just going to go out to California because it was always going to be an audition. Like, this is going to be my movie. Because I look like Tommy Nicky Sick. And then it took, it was like in development hell forever. And then well, now I'm not in it. Now I'm on a podcast with you guys. No regrets. But there's well, it sounds story. like they have a lot of extra content in the book. So maybe they'll make another one. Don't give up hope. Yeah, right? I mean, Nicky Six wrote two, two biographies about his life. All chronic different times. It's unreal. So what a life, man. Damn. <laughs> Chalk full. Yeah. Talk about an underrated drummer, though. Tommy Lee like does not get enough credit. No, and especially like, can you imagine like a leader of Jack Daniels in probably and going upside down and drumming? Oh yeah. Mm, <laughs> nope. And holding <laughs> holding the tempo right there. I would have bought, bought a poncho to those gigs like. Yeah. Bro, when you said a leader of Jack Daniels, I was like, wait, he was he worked for Jack Daniels. I was thinking leader, L-E-A-D-E-R. I was like, that's cool. So he was like a spokesperson. Wow. <laughs> He's actually Jack's awesome. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. That, that that's um nah. okay. Anyway, I've got a full list of questions, so but I feel like I'm talking too much. TJ, what do you got, brother? Oh man, I don't know. I was Man, I, I just like where we were going, and now I'm on the spot, and now I got nothing. Well, then, uh, do you want me to... No, I was going to say, like, uh, yeah, go for one. I was just trying to think. All right, well, I already asked if they were twins, so I already exited that one out. Um, cool, well, let's... So so I definitely... Um, I don't know names except for one. Uh, I, I threw you all on the YouTube uh, this morning, and, uh, and, and let's just throw it out there. So where did you get the inspiration for Free the Nipple? <laughs> that's for Dan. Oh, that's actually that wasn't even no, that was Phil. So that's oh, um, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that was just like a like a song that we had no no lyrics to or anything, and like we had the, our first drummer Phil that we also met on Craigslist. Um, cool dude. 
Craigslist has been great to y'all. Just yeah. been really great to us all. Like, that's like, what we found. The house we live in now, all this equipment that we use to record everything. Like, it's, uh, it's, Craigslist is the best. Don't, don't hate too hard on Craigslist. Be careful out there, but, you know. <laughs> be also be open minded. Yeah. You know, full disclaimer. Don't let fear shut you out of opportunities. Dude, I've met some of the coolest people on Craigslist. Like, sure. from, like selling stuff and, and lots of things. I, I love Craigslist. I'm glad it's worked out yeah. for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we um, I think that might have been a song that we wrote on Mushrooms in Your House when I first got my bass amp. So when I moved out here, like I didn't want to be a bass player um, necessarily. You know, I. What do like, you want to be? I I don't know. I would have done anything, but like you know, I, I, guitar. It's like bass was your last resort. Is that what well, you're it's saying? Not, it's not the thing that I wanted, but it's like it's weird. Like it's always been like. It's it's the, it's the thing I have to do. It's just, it's just plain and simple. It's just I didn't know what this. needs to be. I didn't know this. Um, so he was like, he put on like for a bass, you know, like for like a bass player or whatever. I was like, okay, let's see what's up with that or whatever function. Um, and then whatever. So I ended up playing bass. Um, thank God. He's really good at bass. So I don't know why you run from that shit, dude. Come on. But I didn't have a bass amp, so we went to pick up a bass amp. Uh, in Fort Collins, which is like an hour and some change. Or like Is an there hour a school so. in Fort Collins? Uh, yeah. Full sale? Uh, one of the no, maybe I'm maybe. not sure. It's one of the U one of the UCs. So there's UC Denver, UC Boulder, UC Fort it's, Collins. It's CU, not UC. Uh, CU. Sorry, I'm thinking UD and DU, whatever. Um, All the D's. Okay. Yeah, there's just D's and C's, and and there's a U in between. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we went and picked it up and then we came back to Charlie's house and, um, you know, started jamming, took some mushrooms and like, it was this, this pretty cool baseline and Charlie came with this dope little lead line. Uh, so we, we met up with Phil at the rocket space, which I'm not sure if you have rocket spaces in Austin or Nashville, but, uh, I think it might just be a Denver thing. I'm not sure. It's just like a, it's like a shared rehearsal space. You rented by okay. the app or whatever. Um, and we're like, I don't know what you call it. And Phil said, let's call it free the nipple. So it just it's just one of those grooves that makes you want to free the nipple, I guess. Touche. <laughs> I mean, that, definitely not where I thought the story was going to go, but well, uh, I feel like I feel like we adapted like yeah, the well, lyrics like the, the lyrics that Dan wrote. That's why I initially was like, "This is for Dan," but I feel like the lyrics you wrote ultimately like played to it, but in kind of a metaphorical way. They're inspired by Khalil Gibran's "The Prophet." Okay, I don't know what that means. I I, I don't know That's who that is. If you like Jesus, you'll like that book too. I love Jesus. Right on. Yeah. It's kind it's, of about it's like like, uh, like let your true self flow free kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, let, your, like your let your freak flag fly. Well, I do that every day. Or in other words, free the nipple, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, then that answers my next question was is it about a particular nip, but you know, apparently uh, we just got we it's, just yeah, got it's a particular metaphorical nipple. Um it's, it's the one that's I have two things that I want to point out <clears throat> in that song. I want to say uh, mad props on the guitar tone, dude. Uh, super tasty. So, boom. And then also, whoever is y'all's flautist, that flute was legit. Yeah. yeah the Who's the flautist? That was our, our old our drummer who uh, worked with us for like three years, Andre. Uh, that was his wife. Oh, wow. An incredible, incredible flute player. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. Okay. She had some Ron uh, Burgundy vibes, dude. Oh, I, yeah. And she's hilarious, too. She's awesome. Well, I hope she's watching this, and you're great, uh, <laughs> flautist. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that was, like, the first song we ever, like, kind of yeah, wrote. That, 
It's one of the funny things. It's like really old, really like one of our earliest recordings. But uh, it's funny because a, a lot of our like homies that have been seeing us for years, um, shout out to all you people, you know who you are, always coming out and supporting us. Awesome, awesome friends. They all love that song. Like maybe because it's like one of our earliest songs and they've known us since back then. But sure. we'll, we'll be playing shows and we'll get that shout out. Play Freely Nip. From from our homies, uh, particularly our buddy Max is uh, notorious <laughs> for shouting out "Free the Nip" from the crowd. We, it's, it's we like all have that one fan. Yeah, like a yeah. free bird. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. That's like... a weird song. It's kind of awkward, and like I, you know, I'm like not a so weird vocal part. It feels awkward to play, but like once we get into like you know past all that shit and just get into like you know jamming out, it 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 can go some places. It gets pretty heated. Yeah, so we, we, we've been through multiple kind of live versions of that, honestly. We got we, we started playing, uh, we were, I don't know what what kind of mind state we were in, but we were practicing one time. For some reason, we just like played it like almost double time, like really fast. And we were all like, it was like a wild jam. We, were, we had it on recording, we listened back. And then we started trying to play it like that for a while, and we were just calling it Fiery Nips. Speedy nips. (laughs) We never went back after that. Once you have some fuego nipples, you just can't turn. Hey man, that's my life motto. (laughs) Um, Isn't everybody's like I don't know. Fuego nips. All right, Robin, what you got? (laughs) 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 That's actually my nickname for Robin is Fuego Nips. Nice, dude. You should put that on a shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, you should cut the holes out of the nipples to insinuate that you know they're so hot they oh. burned a hole in your shirt. <laughs> did, did y'all see that Saturday Night Live with I think it's Andy Samberg where it's the the V neck uh, bit about the extreme V? I don't know if I have. I just saw a South Park episode though where like all the like Comcast employees had their nipples cut out like the cable company. They're like <laughs> oh, it's gonna be an extra fee. <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, all right. I, I've still got four more questions. So if anyone else wants to go, go for it. Uh, I've got a few, but yeah, right. you're, you're rolling, Zach. Um, do you guys both sing, or do you kind of take turns? Like one of you guys backing, or do you we take turns sing. on the songs? We both sing. Dan in, in our in our studio recordings, Dan sings like most of the tunes. That's why they all sound like shit, but. <laughs> that was that was the greatest answer. I love that. But yeah, we, we we both throw down different songs, and we you know we both also try to back each other up a little bit. Throw some oohs and ahs and la la las in there. Oohs and ahs and la la las. That could be a lyric right there. That's our next al- actually this next album name. So stay tuned. Ooh, ooh la la. Sorry, you heard it first. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, please. Who's and Oz and la la la's. Calm down. Huh. Yeah. Oh, damn. Could be a band name too, honestly. But I think like um, kind of like our our number one song on Spotify because we kept on playing the album over and over and over again to try and boost our numbers. Um, <laughs> is, is release Charlie sings main. Welcome on that. to the music industry. Yeah, Charlie sings lead on that one, and uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely much better. It's kind of like the strongest vocal song that we have. And don't say that. Oh no, but I mean, come on. Right on. Feel here. <laughs> so when you guys were doing the cover set, 
Um, what was, was there any song that you sang that after a while of kind of doing that, you were just like, I don't want to sing this one again. Oh, you mean like when we did the, like the Hendrix show? The yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Like, like you love the song. It's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to sing that. I don't want to sing so, that again. On the flip side, I will say there were some that we just immediately never did again because it was so hard, especially for Zeppelin. Like yeah, trying of to course. trying to do the the Robert Plant thing and also play is just wow. But shit, man. I mean, a lot of those we just did the one night and we never played again because okay. like yeah. we we picked the few that we liked the most. Um, but what's? I mean, I don't know. We we still Purple Haze one of the first songs we ever learned to play, and we still. Like, love doing that. Yeah. Especially with some, like, goddamn fuzzy super bass in there. Yeah. Woof. I feel like we're, we're answering your question like, the opposite way. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that's, like, but you, like, but you, you, know, you still answered the question, though. Red House became a staple oh, for, yeah. like, bar oh, shows. We would just, like, rip a fucking 12-minute Red House. And it's one, I sing that one. It's one of my favorite songs to sing. And I miss playing it. Let's get out of this damn pandemic. No, I know, right? God, I miss, I miss <laughs> live shows. They're they're slowly starting to come back to Austin. And, yeah, um, I'm but you know, the, uh... to actually answer your question, I don't know. I mean, none none really come to mind that like just What's the good? hardest one was, yeah. was Ramble On, because like, I sang that one and did it the bass line with like the the melody was was pretty tough. Yeah. But I remember in some kind of like fit of weird rage, I got it when we sang it that night. And then I've tried it again since. And it's just like complete, utter catastrophe. Well, that's, um, a, that's one of my my favorite uh, uh, page guitar parts is in Ramble On. I just, that, that's yeah. so oh, yeah. all of it. Everything he does on that it's like It's like a little bit off kilter in certain yeah. ways. Yeah. and But it still just like works. So, yeah. Yeah. Great guitar part, for sure. Dude, it, it, that is, he, in my opinion, uh, uh, he is one of the hardest guitar players to mimic. Uh, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. Agreed. I don't think, I agree. I don't even think he could mimic himself. I think part of his, like, mystique was his, like, live, like, energy sloppiness, just, like, yeah, he's just fucking going for it. And, like, yeah, he may not be, like, replicating the stuff that was on the album, but, like... See what you mean, dude. When when I um I did some shows with D. Snyder uh, a couple years back, and 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 management sent me the set and uh and I you know this is all '80s metal shred stuff you know and and I I learned everything and 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 we we did a couple of covers and one of the covers was a Led Zeppelin tune, and hands down that was the hardest song to learn out of the whole set you know just because I'm not used to playing like that you know. I uh, I'm an '80s metal freak, and and did and you listen to did you listen to the recorded version or the live version of the song? I think I listened to all okay. anything that could help me. Because that was the you know. that was the thing with with Led Zeppelin that like I have several Led Zeppelin albums on vinyl, and I think they're you know they're great albums, but it, it never like connected with me. I was like, I don't get why people like are just so obsessed with this band, and then. Uh, Years later, I think it was after college, I, I finally sat down and watched one of their live videos. And it's just one of those, you're just glued to the screen the whole time. Like, yep. oh, I get it. It's the same thing with Kiss. It's like their early records, I'm just like, Meh. and then Kiss Alive comes out and you're just like, holy crap. I get it. That dude's um, tongue is huge. <laughs> <laughs> but I always notice that when, when, you know, when they do things live, 
it was, um, you know, you can't you can't overdub like back in the seventies they didn't they didn't have tracks that they were playing with like you could do today, um, so the you know the songs always sounded slightly different live. Sure. Um, so if you were yeah. trying to learn the parts, I would say listen to the live because it's it's less clutter. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what I ended up doing. The song we did, uh, the, the name's slipping me. Yeah. Why am I blanking on the name? I know. Talking about heartbreaker. On it. Heartbreaker. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. But literally, uh, I posted it hey. for our story. Did you really? Yeah, that was the song. Oh, nice. but dang. Um. That's probably why I, yeah, why I dude. figured it out so quick. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> hits in that song, you know? And uh, I don't know. But I'm glad I learned it. It it definitely it, yeah. it made me like, yes. And then yeah. Robert Plant is, he just, uh, I don't know if y'all watched the show before, but I have a term called reek of rock star. Uh, reek, W-R-E-A-K. And, uh, and there's very few people that I give that title. Robert Plant is one of them. He reeks of rock star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Stanley reeks of rock star. What's that? Top, top of the top. I would say Jimmy Page, too. I mean, it's just like that cream of the crop, top of the top. Well, when I say reek of rock star, I mean absolutely commands your attention. Like, when they're on stage, you can't take your eyes off of them. And and when I watch right. some of those old Led Zeppelin videos, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. It's yep. there's yep. there was just something about them. It's the same thing with uh you know, the Rolling Stones. It's like just watching them, you're just kind of like I get okay, I get it. Like it's weird, but I get it. Iconic, yeah, just yeah. huge. Yeah, for sure. Huh. There you go. Uh TJ? Oh, that was all you had. I thought you were you were rolling, bro. I'm sorry. Well, I don't want to interrupt anybody, but I, yeah, I've still, I've oh. still got a, my syllabus is still a little. I, I got syllabus. I don't know, Robin, you got stuff too, but I was actually I curious. Like, I how, how, there you are. Yeah, he every every week he's got a sheet with highlighters and the whole works, and like, I'm just up here, and then Robin's yeah. on his phone googling stuff. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's like when when someone like throws out something, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, this this, I'll be like. It's this. <laughs> like I'll find it on Google. I'm a nerd, y'all. I'm a nerd. I am curious, like the band name, how it all, like just like how you picked the one band name, or if you had like a couple in mind and you're like, they oh, have two band names. Let's combine it and make. It. We have our I, side, I like Moonlight and I like Blue. Side piece project. <coughs> um, morning Wood, but um, <laughs> that's a that's a whole other situation. Um. Charlie made a random name generator and we just put a bunch of words that we thought, you know, could fit. And the first one that came out was Moonlight Bloom. So we chose it. Yeah, I was like learning. (laughs) I was learning to program at the time. And uh, so I just like literally custom coded uh, a name generator and we just put all our own thoughts in there and... I think we went through a bunch though. We went through a bunch that like were not not very good. Well, that was like the first one that came out, but we chose like we kept on you know iterating it. Had it been Moon Pie, so you'd been like, well, (laughs) (laughs) pretty good in the microwave. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, that's another good band name. Pretty good in the microwave. These are too long, bro. No, pretty good in the microwave. That's uh, you could you could you know turn that into an acronym, right? What G I M? 
good in microwave? Jim. G I. Do you put the T in there or no? Because you have, if you put the T or if you put the I, you gotta put the T. You know. For the. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Get them. Good in the microwave. Get them. <laughs> well, man, when you're when you're on the forums and you type P G I T M, you know, and people are like, oh yeah, duh, pretty good in the microwave. Like, they know that. <laughs> I use that one all the time in the forums. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, duh. Oh, pretty good. The microwave, for sure. There's but, a- yeah, I, like, choosing a band name is hard, man. Unless it comes to you. Unless it comes to you. <laughs> and we were just kind of, like, searching for a while, and nothing had quite, like, hit. So then I was like, let me, like, I'm just going to do this. Just, like, why not? We'll try it out. If it doesn't work, then, like... At least I'm like practicing what I'm what I'm doing on the whole programming side of things, sure. and uh, then Moonlight Bloom kind of hit for us. It was like we have a lot of like con- like contrasting energies in our music, light and dark, and and like beauty and like intensity, and um, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like having that, like we go hard, we get in, but also like have that soft sentimental side to our to our music that. <laughs> we had one guy at a, at a at a bar one time tell us that it sounded menopausal, <laughs> and it's kind of perfect. But you know, so yeah. <laughs> right on. Hey man, I guess the it, first, it touches different people different ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty good. I was like, yeah, it is menopausal. If we're gonna be completely honest about but it, it, you know, it was funny last night when we were talking to you guys, and uh, you were like what's the band name and then you went through like a couple and like the the last one before we got it right was midnight bloom which we have since day one repeatedly constantly over and over had people mistake us as midnight bloom we even had people like venues put us on a bill as midnight oh, wow because they just like were that just absent-minded and it's uh, for whatever reason people just have such an easy time confusing that i guess so maybe we should change it to midnight bloom i don't know <laughs> Dude, midnight. I mean, I don't know much about this world, but I have a lot of friends who do, and uh, and I I always think it's funny hearing all the different names that it's called. But I could midnight bloom sounds like the name of like some sort of like a strand of marijuana or something, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Right. <laughs> Man, you ever tried this yeah, midnight sure. bloom? It does. I, I right before that. bed, any other time you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, brother? I said right before bed, any other time you're in trouble. That's why it's called uh, midnight bloom. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You got to get you some of this Midnight Bloom, man. Um, cool. Well, uh, where do you guys play? Like, like obviously, when COVID's not happening, uh, are you all a touring band? Are you all a local band? Uh, touring as much as we can. Um, let's say, you know, we've done a couple, like, kind of kind of bigger um, shoots out. So the biggest one we probably did was... Like we said earlier, we're both from Ohio, so we did like a big old Midwest run back through a bunch of states, um, back that way, going east. Um, it's kind of tough, though. You know, honestly, Denver is kind of pretty far from most other major cities. It's not like where we grew up, where you can drive two hours and you're in the next city and drive two hours and you're in the next big city. and Boom, boom, boom. It's a little tough from Denver. Denver's a great scene, but... Um, you got to be willing to like put that road time in to get sure. Um, eight hours until like okay, we're gonna anything, like next yeah. like cluster of areas, ish. Yeah, so we do a lot of like smaller <clears throat> runs to like keep it simple. Right. And uh, we, we, you know, so we did the Midwest run, and then we did kind of a Northwest run. We went to like that part of the country, and 
ideally we would just be touring all the time i think is is where we want to be but you know like you said pandemic's happening and sure everything tough and it's also you know when you're an up-and-coming band that's trying to just grow and build that fan base and expand like number one is your home base right so sure. um toward like towards the towards the end of normal times leading up to the pandemic we were like focusing pretty heavy on just really building out in in Denver. And so one of the last shows we played was our album release show, um, which we sold out and it was like, it's excellent. Felt like yeah. a rest to like break the scene here. Where'd y'all play? It's a place called Lost Lake, just like kind of a, a local spot. Um, a lot of like local bands play there and smaller touring acts. Like It's called Lost? Lost Lake. Lost Lake, okay, right on. Yeah. Really cool little spot, like to anybody, you guys or otherwise that comes through Denver, sure. just pop in there for a beer. It's probably okay. a show going on. Great spot to hang out. Di- just a kind of a divey spot with a cool stage. Sure. Good vibes. Yeah. Are, are you familiar with a, a place called the Marquee Theater? Yeah. 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 So I played there a few years back with a band called Adelita's Way. And I just remember there was a oh, pizza yeah. place in the front. Yeah. And it was incredible. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, so like- good. Yeah, no, um, that's like pretty, it's pretty right downtown, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, and it's, I would definitely say it's more of like a hard rock metal, like, um, kind of vibe. Like, they, sure. They, it's most of the music they book there. Okay. Um, well, it, I was in a metal band at the time. So yeah, it makes no, sense. that's what I was going to say. Like, it makes, it makes sense. Sure. sure. Well, the yeah. pizza was great. And, and what I loved about that venue is, the people are up in your grill and, and I, I love that. Um, I, I enjoy people right there, you know, uh, when there's a barricade or whenever there's distance between the stage and the crowd, um, it, it, it messes with your psyche, you know? Oh, you just want to feel that energy. Totally. In my opinion, it's just when you're playing a show, it's like my favorite thing in the world. It's the greatest thing. And the biggest reason for that is it's, it becomes like this giant energy flow. And I'm just going to sound like a, you know, hippie motherfucker. Yeah. You're raging hippie. It's like you're, 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 you're putting all this energy out through the music. You're just trying to get in that flow state. But then if all is good and the crowd's feeling it, then they will receive that and start to send it back. They'll be dancing moving, creating their own energy. And it becomes like this flux. Everybody's feeling it. And then they send it back to you and then you feel it even harder. And then it just goes and goes and goes and when it gets, you feel it hard, you give it hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. <laughs> really? Really? That was my really Zach moment? Thanks, yeah. guys. Yep. Hey, I feel you. All right, Chuck, Chuck, Bobuck. So. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that answers that question. Man, I almost ran out of dang ink. That's a great uh, thing about that, that Lost Lake place that I was just mentioning that we played at is – yeah, you're just right up in it. The stage is only maybe what, what, like two feet off the ground, foot and a half, two feet. Three feet. It's uh, not over like a, two feet. Not super sure. tall. So you're just like, and people are right up to the front. So you're just Dude, right, it, right in their faces. Just. When you do solos, do you put your leg up on a on a monitor? So oh, hold on, hold on. Was, Let me answer this question here. <laughs> he, had never, he had never done that before until that night, and like I was like looking over and like. Charlie's, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Charlie's doing something never, I've never seen him do in my life. Standing up on the boxes and, see, yeah. again, when the when the crowd is there and they're they're vibing, it gives you that, gives you that vibe. And then just, 
Yeah. Receive and you serve. And <laughs> I mean, okay. like, not gonna lie, uh, we're not. So a you stood on the eagle box, is what you're saying. That. But like, you know, that was like that was our biggest show we'd ever done, and um, you know, it was like the the crown of the new year, and we're about to like just boom, go, 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 and then you know, of course, everything got shut down. But like, it was a, it was a it was a pretty decent moment, and to walk, look over like in the throngs of you know music and see Charlie doing that was was epic for me so i hope it was just as epic for anybody else in the crowd you know i'm sure it was man yeah. i'm sure it was and for those of you who don't know those those boxes whenever you go to a concert uh the the technical term is called an ego box uh and generally uh they'll have some sort of switch on them so when you stand on it uh some of them are fancy and and the weight of your body actually engages the switch and then a light turns on underneath you <laughs> uh, uh and then sometimes there's once with no lights, but yes, that's called an ego box. And I'm glad that you stood up there, man, because uh, it sounds like the crowd got you going and you enjoyed it. Uh, great. So, you know, some of the greatest moments of my life for sure right there. There Just you go. getting in there. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Now, right? do you ever get raked? R-A-K-E-D. Like when you're, when you're playing on stage, does anyone like touch your leg? I call it the rake um, when you're doing your solos. <laughs> Are you familiar with what the rake is? You ever heard of the rake? No, I haven't. But it's I like call an it, urban. It's, it's like an urban legend. I'm not I'm familiar. Sorry to, I'm sorry to just like detour here, but it's kind of it's kind of some crazy shit. So the the rake is like this urban legend, this shadow creature that comes to you at night when you're sleeping. It's probably I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now probably <laughs> a sleep paralysis thing, but it's just like this long tall skinny right dark being that comes to you at night and th there are like reports of people going back to like hundreds of years who are talking about like what what seems to be the same exact thing and like i've met people who have like experienced what essentially sounds like the rake i will it's, never it, call it that again said the rake. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, but to answer your question no it's never happened <laughs> Well, <laughs> I don't even want to talk ever. about this anymore. So, right when you started telling that like creepy story, my fan kicked on and it creates this low hum. So it's like you start talking about it, and I just get this. When I'm like, I don't like this. The this is not. This is not comfortable right now. Yeah. Watch out for that. Dude, watch out for the rake. So, so in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm from, uh, towards the end of college, I discovered this bar called the rake and like it was this just creepy dark dive bar all their art was like these huge tall what? like rake themed artistic pieces why didn't we go there <laughs> it was great and they had live music too it was just like a just a weird place uh, but well hey if you I, ever go to cincinnati check I, it out can i talk about the time i um i raked somebody when we uh, <laughs> the rake yeah, no, no, with my arm, with my hand. So there's this guy, uh, Ty Siegel. He's kind of like a surf punk garage rock dude from, you know, from LA and stuff. Um, pretty awesome. So if you're into any of that kind of stuff, check out Ty Siegel. He's Ty pretty Siegel well, band. I feel like he's pretty well known. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I'm not talking about you know some person here that nobody's ever heard of, but uh, I saw him play in Denver one time, and uh, I was tickling him when he was on stage. Why, why were you tickling him? Cause Why not? He, he just made it piss me off, you know. I was like, dude, your last album's so corny. Like, I'm over this shit. And I was just so up I'm there. gonna tickle you. Oh, I was tickling him, dude, in the armpit, like all the whole show. I was up there, like every chance I got. Dude, I, I would have kicked you in the face. And I would have kicked you in the face. 
Dude, and he grabbed, yeah, he grabbed my arm, and I had a, I had like a little like fingernail scar on my arm for like a, at least six months, and I just bragged about, you know, like, oh yeah, I got this from tickling dice. <laughs> I, I say this respectfully, but you semi-deserved it, man. Like I, oh, that is oh, for sure. No, but I, but also that's the glory of punk rock. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Mm, I'm gonna tickle you, bitch. What are you gonna do about it? Uh. Uh, you, you told him, man. I uh, did. He told me back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't. Look, I don't mind being raked on stage. The, 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 yeah. the. Actually, this is. Weird I actually have the, the first time it happened to me. This is me being raked. We, do you see it? No. No, I see his TJ's Big reflection face. of me. Okay. Nope, I can't, can't see it. I can't see the raking. Oh, there's. Aspect. Oh, you see. You can kind of see the hand like coming into into frame. Can you see it? You need to turn your brightness okay. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Does this help? Yeah. Was it? Was it a chair? Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh yeah. They're, wow. going, they're going up there, man. Shit. They, they're, trying to, they're trying to. They're trying to. They're trying to toggle your switch. Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that's what a raking pickup, is. You know what I'm saying? They're like, dude, no, he should be on the other fucking pickup. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm glad they didn't change it because well, in that done. show, I had my uh, front pickup off, so it would have turned my guitar off. Anyway, um, yeah. what were we talking about? Because I was about to tell you a story. Were talking about raking, like being like that thing. That's, that's what then, you. That's what you asked. That's where this whole thing started. Was you yeah. talking about that? And then Robin's fan turned on, and then yeah. Then, I don't, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't mind being raked. That's what I was doing. I don't mind being raked during a show, but like, don't screw with my guitar and and don't tickle me. <laughs> you know. Well, he, he was just singing, so it's fine. You know, it's fine. Right on, right on. But like, <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna come up behind you on like, stage really and I'm just gonna tickle you. Like, yeah, but I mean, Why? Like, Why? I don't know. Because I can. Cause cause I can. That's the whole thing. Like, he was trying to be all tough, and then he was just like being very not tough. It was trust me. Like, in my drunken state. It was super justified. It was worth so, it. Yeah. Oh, it was so worth it. I mean, well, see, like now we got to get him on the show and be like, "Do you remember that time you were tickled?" When he, when I, he fucking, sides I fucking of the hope story. to God he does. That'd be amazing. Hey, if, if I, you guys, if you guys got tie on, uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. No, but hold on. So this whole raking thing, like, is this like a sexual thing? Like, what, what, what is going on there? Like, normally I do the fingers. Like, like if it's a crazy no, it's guitar, like, like, is this like someone like? Like you know, like is when people just like somebody walk... like fucking with you, or is this a girl who's like, oh my god? Yeah, it's like, kind of it's kind of that. Like when you walk to the edge of a sta- edge of the stage, and you've got the fans like reaching out, like trying to grab your pants or your guitar or whatever. That's what it is. Or your leotard, if you're brave enough. Yeah, like Zach likes no, it. Zach the first time I ever had it happen to me, again. I hated it. I was like, I don't like this. This is weird. Don't touch me. As long as it doesn't tickle, I don't mind. I'm pretty ticklish. Well, I mean, truth be told, I'm at the point where if somebody wanted to tickle me when I'm on stage, that's a compliment, so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> tickle me all you want. Well, guys, I think we've I think we've passed our 69 minutes. Robin, did you have anything else, uh, TJ, that you wanted to to sh- talk about? I don't. I mean, yes. I mean, we could talk all night, but we we got to get better about our 69 minutes because we've been. A little over on stuff. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, we were talking about raking. I know. Yeah. Well, raking took up a good hour. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Uh, I guess uh, my last thing I got for you guys for now to keep it kind of shorter, closer to 69 minutes is like, what is the writing process? Like, do you guys just crack some beers or is it like. I don't know. A bit more than beers, usually. Um, <laughs> So we like to take psychedelic drugs and, and jam and record it and turn these often like 
two to three hour just like things and <clears throat> maybe clips of multiple songs. Um, and that's usually like whenever we have the coolest stuff, at least personally for us, that we like the most. Um, so off the cuff, man. Yeah. Off the cuff. Just totally improv. Everything. Trying to capture shit from the ether and bring it into this world, you know? And um, not to like, you know, plug shamelessly, but also like, yeah, you're, if you're listening to this, like, check out the stuff that we want you to check out. Um, we have on Spotify these things called the Basement Tapes. Um, and they're, they're really rough studio demos of just, like, literally us. All that is in, improv. We normally, it's Charlie would hit record on the computer, and maybe, you know, we are already playing or something. But, like, that's kind of the essence of, um, of what we do in the rawest form. Uh, so if you really want to know, kind of, like, what we're about and what we want to continue doing, what we'd like to bring to the table. And what we um, sound like live too. Yeah. And then kind of like, that's like our biggest thing is, is our live bit, but uh, check those out. And that's literally the writing process in action. Like, I would all say that is improvised and uh, brand new to even us. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but also like use that as some flavor in your musical enjoyment. Yeah. I did I see the say, basement tapes, so I got the I got that added. I haven't got to that. I got to the tapes. Uh, I got that and like the Free the Nipple album. I can't remember the exact names. Oh, I that's all. That was just that's our self-titled EP, yeah. I think. Yeah. But yeah. With, uh, with George Washington on the front, that's like our our only album. And um, that's the official one. Yeah, like, I like, like you know, made released that, in the that uh, end of January 2020. So it's a little over a year old. That was our first like actual album, but. You know, I, at this point for us, like, we're a live band, and we just, we go out on stage and we put the energy out, and that's kind of what it's all about. And when it comes to studio work, it's all, it's all kind of been about trying to capture that, which is, it can be hard, you know, when you're trying to create a studio album, but... Or figuring it out. Yeah. Nice. So, more to come. Yes. More to come. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. We honestly, we, we have a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff in, in the vault, a lot of like stuff we've recorded here in the studio, which we're broadcasting from our home studio here. But um, a lot of stuff. Do you all live together? We live together, yeah. We live in a big old house with two other musicians as well who are also in a band together. So it's just a big music house, which is, which is excellent. Is it loud? And do you all ever get sleep? <laughs> um, it's not too loud. And we alternate days. And unfortunately, get too much sleep, I think. But that's just me. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could live in a house with three other musicians. That's crazy. That's <laughs> I a lot. It, man. It's, it's great. I mean, you know, we hear their band practice regularly, and I think they're a cool band, so it's not, like, annoying. And uh, honestly, like, if, if you're... You know, all, all the music in this house happens in the basement. This is the basement right now. And uh, if you're upstairs, like, it's it's really not too loud, not too bad. It's a great time. Would, it's a great would time. recommend. Would recommend. Would recommend. Do you all have ragers? Uh, not because of, uh, you know, people. Not pay. during COVID, but yes. pre-COVID. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We had, we had, we, like. We were having, like, we had plans for house shows. We were going to do house yeah. shows. Like, a whole, like, we wanted to make a whole, like, DIY, like, thing here. Uh, yeah, not gonna happen. We didn't move in here till like kind of shortly before the pandemic hit, really. So we didn't get to bring it to fruition. But when the time comes, the time is gonna come. I just met you, but I would definitely love to hang with y'all uh, 
next time I'm in Denver. That sounds like a fun oh, time. Please you, uh, you just yeah. let us know, bud. Yeah. You, you let us know. I I, I love Denver. Good. Oh, it's a great time. I I've I've played there twice. Had a blast both times. Uh, and and after y'all explained that, I didn't realize Denver is so far away from everything. It makes sense that it's always the last stop in every tour that I've done there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, it's, it's even kind of the Denver Airport, the country. man. Yeah, I love the Denver Airport. Like yeah, what, the yeah. freaking city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, coming from Ohio. You go, you drive what like a little over 20 hours to get to Denver. Then you think like, oh, you're in the West, but then you think, oh, it's another like 20, 24 hours to get to like LA. It's oh, wow. this country we live in. It's large. It's vast. A very big country. Yes. <laughs> well, we live in the country of Texas. Um, oh yeah, it's also vast out there. But you got a lot of cities at least to pop around to. 12 hours across the entire state. From east yeah. to west. <laughs> it's a big, there you it's go. A big stage. Robin's mapped it. I've uh, driven times. it several times. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Did you see some armadillos? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're called armadillos. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, so I know you guys didn't get off, but I was in Austin once and I saw like, you know, at least five dead armadillos in the uh, short time I was there. So I know they're there. Interesting. The land to see. of the dead armadillos. I mean, RIP armadillos, but. Well, we did cool. have a place here in the 70s called the Armadillo World Headquarters. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. I've seen one alive once. It was pretty epic. Oh, that's super cool, man. They're like little armored tanks, but mammals. <laughs> <laughs> cool beans. All right. Yeah. Thanks again for having us on, guys. Of course, man. Thank you, guys. This was an absolute blast, and uh, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Keep in touch with us, and uh, for all of you who tuned in tonight... Be sure to go check them out on all the socials and uh, and Spotify's and YouTube's uh, and us as well. And smash that subscribe button. And God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. TJ. Love you all. Thank you, boys. It was a blast. Danny Boy and Charlie. Um, Thank love you. to keep going. We probably go all night. But uh, best of luck. It's been an awesome hangout. Uh, yeah, subscribe. Like, we hate to say that stupid look subscribe thing. But we're, we're just, you know, come on. Help each other out, but whatever. Subscribe for Moonlight Bloom and like them. All the whole works. Anyways, yeah. Love y'all. Robin, over to you. Guys, it was fun. Uh, we were really glad you came on. And uh, we'll do this again. We'll, uh, yeah, when we're in Denver, we'll go grab a drink. Live, live from Denver. Yeah, yeah. Live, we'll go live from Denver. We'll do that. Live from their house. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring a microphone next time. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, we'll do uh, it yeah. at uh, what Lost Lake. We'll do it from there. We'll rent the place yeah, out. Sure. <laughs> yep. Well, hugs and kisses from us. All right, uh, man. Love you guys. Much love. Class, uh, class dismissed. Okay. We didn't do it, TJ. What do we do? <laughs> No, the automatic nerf guns in the corner have told you not to stop. So what are you talking about? Keep going. You blew it, Zach. You had to say something, Zach. And yes, for those of you wondering, those are fully automatic nerf guns in the corner. For none of you wondering. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.